Welcome to the Fitness Field Pass podcast, the home for all things sports and fitness, together under one roof. Featuring your host, Matt Laurie and Bobby Palaccio. Five. Quarter of a century, Mark. Quarter of a century. And, uh, yeah. Who's number Dude. 25? <laughs> Honestly, I tried to think there's not that many. I can't pull 25. That's a hard one for me off the top of my head. It's I don't think really that, that's really not a good number. I got nothing. The only, the only one I have in my mind is, like, Kerry Rhodes. Kerry Rhodes? Peter, P- Peter, Peter Pruka. Whatever happened to Peter Pruka? I don't know. It's back in Russia. I really, I don't, even, I don't know what twenty-five. Famous number twenty-fives. You know what? This is Google worthy. Dude, NBA starts tomorrow. Dude, I'm, I'm pumped. Well, by the time we release this, it'll be Tuesday night or Tuesday morning. Yeah. So Tuesday NBA, morning. this is one, probably the one of the most hyped seasons. In a while, which I'm excited about. Uh, there'll be parody this year, which is, which makes that that way. Last but certainly not least on the 25 note, famous 25s include Barry Bonds, Vince Carter, and Ricky Henderson. There you go. Right. And Vince Carter only wore that for one season with the Mavericks, I believe. And with Phoenix, he wore it for half a year too. Yeah. All right. Still count, Bob. He's he's a 15. He's a 15. All right, so NBA, NBA we're going to we'll do our predictions, we'll say our playoff teams, we'll do our MVPs, defensive player of the year, you know, all those award stuff. And then we will do our top storylines that we're looking forward to. No doubt. Now, real quick, the big news that came out today was Zion tours meniscus out 6 yeah. to 8 weeks. And for him, I mean, going into from the draft until the preseason, he gained a lot of weight cuz you know, you're doing all the media stuff and all that stuff. And now that he's, his he weighs like two eighty. The force that he has to jump is not good for his knees. So now that he's out six to eight weeks, he's gonna he's gonna gain a lot of weight. I think again. Right, but you know what? I think this is, this is actually a this may be a blessing in disguise for the Pelicans because they have a lot of other young talent on the team. Yeah, develop them. Right, they have Jackson Hayes. They got Nikhil Alexander, Walker Alexander. Like this could be this could be a really good test to see how good the Pelicans really really are. And then if they get Zion back and they're a decent team, they can make a they can probably make a playoff run with an addition like Zion. But I think it's a good it's a good blessing in disguise for them, and it's actually a really good test to see how what they, good of a yeah what they, they got around them because they they could still trade well, some guys. Ingram's due for an extension soon, you know. See if he's the real deal. Kind of go toward the offense around him a little bit. But also, if he doesn't come back until December. You have to make sure he's 110% healthy before he comes back. Would it be the worst thing in the world to not play him at all? It might not be. you got to see no. what they're on the standings, what trade assets they have, what they do. You know, A lot of different factors will will kind of determine that. But Yeah, and they have a lot of chips, too. And they, they, have, they have tremendous depth, but they need, they're missing that one guy. You know, yeah. But I think it's good for them that this is going to be a good test for them early on in the early season, I think. Yeah, well, for us fans, it's kind of. I'm disappointed he's not going to play, but right. he just seems like he's going to be a little bit injury prone. He's very, he seems fragile for his frame and the way he plays. It just 
It's an odd mix. Well, it certainly shakes up our rookie of the year selection, so we'll get into that in a yeah, little bit, though. Definitely. Sure. All right, so I'm, you want to start off with the East, and I guess we'll our playoff teams. Yeah, let's go. Let's go through your one through eight. You run. You run through them first, and then um, I'll chime in with my guy. You run All right, first. East. I'll, I'll start from the top to bottom. I got the Bucks at number one. Sixers at number two. I, I think those are the top two for everyone's teams. I, I picked the Bucks over the um, over the Sixers just because the the Sixers are in a, a little tougher division. They play the Celtics, the Nets, the Raptors. The Bucks have the the Cavs, the Bulls, the Pistons, and Pacers. So I just think they'll win more games. Three, I have the Nets. Four, you can intertwine a lot of these teams basically from three to three to seven. But I got the Nets. I got the Celtics. I got the Magic. I'm very high on the Magic. They were the top defensive team after the All-Star break um, last year. Um, they basically brought back the same cast. And you know, I like Marco Fultz to come back. Uh, the Pacers at number six. Uh, I like the Heat to make the playoffs this year. And then I still have the Raptors in at number eight. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, they could trade off a lot of guys if they choose to be. Um, they just signed Larry to another an extension for next year. And then I have the Pistons... Pistons are my team from last year that made it that didn't. Really? Yeah, cause I do. I think Blake Griffin could get traded. So that's why I have them out. And the Celtics are a team to watch out. Uh, so if run, run, run through your one more eight more times. So I got Bucks, Sixers, Nets, Celtics, Magic, Pacers, Heat, and the Raptors. Wow. Raptors coming in dead last in the pony race. Huh? Well, I mean, they, they lost Green and... Leonard. Those are the two main guys, so. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they, they just there's a lot of depth scoring with them. That's for sure. But, I mean, all these teams, I think, from three to eight are going to be within maybe, like, five games. You know, it's not going to be, like, too crazy. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat with you and the Raptors train of thought, too. Um, my top eight goes a little something like this. We got the Bucks at one and two, just like you do. Um, I have the Pacers coming in at three. I love the depth they've added. Uh, I, you know, I'm huge on Sabonis. They just re-signed him, right? They're gonna get Oladipo back in the second half of the season. He's already playing five on five, so it looks really, really optimistic for him um, coming back sooner rather than later. Especially if he's playing five on five right yeah. now. Um, I like the Celtics at four, the Nets at five. Um, I love Miami at six, Pistons at seven, Raptors at eight. So, like you said, I mean, so we basically just have the. The Magic and the Pistons switched. Right, that's basically it. And like you said, anything anything after the top three for me, anything after Bucks, Sixers, Pacers is, is fair game. It's open to anybody. Um, the Celtics, they're not going to wow anybody. I don't think they don't have a. They just don't really have all the pieces together. The Nets, too, same thing. They're about a year away. When year away, yeah. This is a this is a freelance year. Right, I agree. Miami too. Miami's gonna be. I think Miami's the most interesting team out of the for me out of the three for eight bunch because they got a definitely know, the top and out of Bayou and Jimmy Butler there, just fitting all the pieces and seeing where they all fit in down right. there. Miami and can, potentially yeah. Chris Paul could end up there. That's one of the targets that if they if the Thunder trade Chris Paul, so if he ends up in Miami, that could boost them up big time too. Yeah, for sure. So you never know with that. I have the Knicks on the finishing finishing tenth behind the Bulls, so. The the Bulls the yeah out of these playoff t- the team I mean the East is pretty much it's gonna be the Bucks and the Sixers in the end unless someone gets hurt but also real quick for the Sixers the Harford signer signing is good for Embiid to kind of 
have his load management and rest a little bit because Horford could play center. So that's something, the element they didn't have last year. But anyway, right. as far as, can we agree it's going to be Bucks, Sixers in the conference finals? I'm not going to agree with that. I think the Pacers are going to be in the conference finals. Okay. I, I will say about the Pacers, though, Sabonis and Turner did not play well together. So maybe look for Turner to get traded because Sabonis they just resigned. So look right. for Turner to potentially uh, be on his way out, maybe. But, He's a piece. Yeah. As far as the teams that didn't make it, who do you think could, if everything goes perfectly, or if maybe someone gets hurt in the playoff teams we have in, maybe they sneak in? I think the Bulls have a good, very good young core. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be Chicago. Um, the Knicks too. The Knicks have a lot of depth. They're just they're, they're missing that main piece too. No, they no, no. Stop, 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 stop. Stop. No. The Knicks, they're all they have. They're they're gonna trade off a lot of these guys that they signed the one year deal. So like Morris is probably gonna get traded. Like I just don't think they're gonna be the same team. They're too. The teams ahead of them are way better. The next being way better than most people expect. Right? If we're talking one team who could sneak in, I think Chicago is the one team. Yeah, I, I think the Hawks are like a year or two away from really being yeah. a contender, but I still think they're they're too young. But the Bulls have Markinen, Wendell Carter, Levine. Levine, I think, is going to make the All Star team this year. I mean, he should. the The game's in Chicago, so a little tidbit. I think Levine's going to beat Gordon in the slam dunk contest, the rematch. <laughs> a few years ago which was crazy that was a crazy dunk contest but it's in Chicago so I expect him to be there you know they just have to take that step Kobe White's the and Sadoransky at uh, point guard so they hopefully one signed, of them they just signed Thaddeus Young too right yeah they, they traded for him I believe or I think they yeah. signed him but uh, that's a good veteran guy to have in the locker room with those young guys so that's a young team. You never know. I think the Hornets will suck. The Wizards, obviously, you know, all the injuries, they've been horrible. Cavs, I, I expect Kevin Love to be traded, and I, if he does, I think he's going to get traded to the uh, Trailblazers, which would be perfect for them. Um, so those are some trade candidates, I guess. I think Griffin could get traded. I think the Celtics are going to – they just signed Brown today, so he's kind. I guess he's off the market to be traded. But uh, I could see them trying to maybe trade. If they trade for, like, a Griffin, you're going to have to move Hayward, make right. the money work. So I, I think they're going to make a move. Um, I, I can see Kevin Love to the Celtics, too. I mean, like, they have, they have some young pieces they can send back to Cavs away. Yeah. You know, they have, they have a lot of young talent. Three-way trade with Hayward somewhere. Right. You know, so those are some guys to look out for, to, you know, the trade market. And then... A great point. And then the Raptors have some pieces too. You know, if they're kind of like hovering around the 18, maybe they trade Gasol or Ibaka or or someone just to get pieces back or picks. But uh, we'll leave our conference picks after we do the West. Yeah. So you want to do your West first? Yeah, buddy. Um, this is hard. A lot harder than West I West is going to be fun. It's very saturated. Um, I was I, it, usually you have the number one seed set, but I think the Clippers are going to be the number one seed overall. Okay. Um, now they are I, missing PG for the first maybe few weeks, so however that may affect the standings, so be it. Yeah, um, I was trying to put my bias aside because I really love the Jazz and the Blazers. I love them both, um, but I'm being realistic. I have Clippers, Rockets, um, Jazz, Blazers, Lakers. That's my top five. Um, the, the Lakers have a lot of good pieces, obviously. I don't know how they're going to mesh. The, the, the depth scoring for them is, is what really concerns me. They don't have a ton of depth to score with um, bench-wise. I really don't think they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blazers are just a deeper team. They got Baysmore this year. They got Rodney Hood coming back. Nurkic is coming back in the second half, I think. 
So I'm, I'm really high on the Jazz and the Blazers, even over the Lakers I am. So I had the Lakers coming in at five. I could be a little crazy with that pick, but um, no. I, think, I think those two teams above them match up really well with the Lakers. Yeah. Um, I, I would say as far as the Lakers, I mean, if you go based off last year when LeBron was healthy, what was the one thing? The one thing you need with LeBron is shooting. And right. you want to say, did they got Danny Green, who's a good three-point shooter, but did they really get more shooting? I, I don't know. I know they got AD, that's the dynamic, but did they get more shooting? They got Avery Bradley. I don't know if they have a, so much. I mean, just we'll talk about them compared to the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers have so much more depth than the Lakers. Agreed. The Lakers are old. So if the Lakers get an injury... You know, that could be... I mean, AD's already hurt with his finger, so... I don't know. They're, there's something wrong. I'm not totally as high as them as everyone else is. I mean, I agree with you. I'm the same thing. That's why I have not ranked five. Um, I have the Nuggets coming in sixth. The Warriors coming in at seventh. Um, the Warriors just... I think, I think the jig is up for the Warriors this year. I really do. But you have um, them in though. Some people don't have them. I think they're. I think they're definitely going to get in, especially if Clay comes back by the All Star break. Yeah, absolutely. I, to to leave them out would be kind of naive. I think you know. Yeah, and then I'm going to guess you eight at number eight. You have the Mavs. I do, hundred percent. If I don't have the Mavs, I have the Kings. So it's also awesome between Kings Mavs. So I think the Mavs are going to sneak in at eight. So you have based off of last year. Obviously, I we both can agree the Thunder aren't making it this year. Correct. Um, you have the Thunder, and obviously we'll have the Lakers replacing them, and then you have the Mads in over the Spurs. Why? I have the Spurs. I'll say mine real quick. I have the yeah. Nuggets at number one. Wow. The Clippers at number two. I have the Rockets at three. I have the Lakers at four. Jazz at five. Warriors six, and Trail tra- Trailblazers at seven. And I still have the Spurs in at eight. They getting Jim Demonte or what's his name? Murray. Yeah, my Jamonte Murray or Demonte Murray back, who they just resigned to an extension. They have him back. Lonnie Walker still have Aldridge. Still have uh, Demar Derozan and their coach. The coach is the reason why I'm having them in. He's gonna figure out a way. I think the Mavs are gonna be the the ninth seed. I think they're gonna. I still want to see Porzingis come back a full year. And I'm not too sold on their point guard yet, unless they can make a trade. Right now, they have DeLon Wright maybe starting. You know, Luca could play basically the one to the four. Right. But, uh, I mean, he's basically the ball handler, but not the point guard. But I'm just saying defensively guarding point guards. Correct. Um, yeah, so what was your number one? You have the Clippers? Yeah, and honestly, I had a top eight for for a little while and, and, and other type beats that I had I had the Rockets as the number one seed and the Nuggets as two yeah I, I switched I, I basically the top five I didn't have the late I always thought the Lakers would be in that three four or five I never had them one or two but then I think the Nuggets Clippers the Rockets I think are going to be good in the regular season Yes. I don't think they're going to be good in the playoffs. I just, there's something off. Gerald Green might be out for the entire year, which is also a wing guy for them that is going to be a huge loss. Right. Um, their division is not that good as far as the Grizzlies, and now the Pelicans are a little lower. And I guess the Spurs and the Mavericks aren't as good as the other teams in some divisions. So, I I mean, a lot of these divisions are kind of top-heavy anyway. Um, we both have the Blazers in. I think, the, I think they'll be good. It's just... Other than McCollum and Lillard, their whole team kind of switched 
So I think that there's going to be a little period for them getting used to each other. Got Whiteside there. Nurkic, who knows if he's going to come back healthy fully from his leg injury. So, but I'm saying if also if they get Kevin Love, I think that's going to be a big boost for them. I think that's the perfect fit if they get Kevin Love. Yeah. Um, I like the Jazz. I think we're both high. The Jazz and the Nuggets are very similar teams. They're great defensively. They move the ball. They don't have one, like, super, superstar. I think the Nuggets, I have them the number one seed because they are they have Jokic, Murray. Um, I thought I thought Beal would have been a great trade for them um, if they traded Gary Harris and some other pieces. But they got Jeremy Grant coming back, or they traded for Jeremy Grant. Michael Porter Jr., the rookie, he'll be back. So I think they're the one team that has their whole core, and they don't have any – they don't need a grace period to mesh from last year. And the Jazz, obviously, Bogdanovich and Conley, the two things they needed were wing shooting and another – Rubio's a good point guard, but they needed another, an elevated superstar at point. So I yeah. think those two teams are going to be very good in the playoffs. Uh, and I, I, there's something about those two teams. I think one of those teams are going to flip a coin, but one of those two teams I think are going to go to the conference finals. Um, the, and the Rockets, I, I just in the playoffs, I think they're going to have – Westbrook has to shoot better. Yeah, and he's going he's to have to learn how to share with James Harden. I mean, they've done it before. Yeah. The dynamic, but we're used to seeing Harden isolate and take all these big shots yeah. all the time. That's a little bit the whole offense, just iso ball with Harden. How, how are they going to integrate Westbrook into that scheme, the one-on-one scheme or the two-man team, literally, is what it comes down to. Yeah, so. the, Ro- the Rockets last year were the slowest paces team, so I think Westbrook obviously helped that, but Harden dribbled the ball the most out of anyone in the whole league. So right. Westbrook be able to play off ball and shoot. I don't. I don't really know. Maybe they'll stagger their minutes a little bit, or one of them's running the the first unit. Maybe Westbrook comes and runs the second a little bit. Um, I don't know, but I think I think in the regular season they'll definitely win their fair share of games. Harden alone can just do that. Obviously, we saw that last year because last year they had a horrible start and they still won fifty three games last year. Right. Were the fourth seed. So. Now, what do you think about the game out there? The West is just insane. It's It's going to be crazy. Now, what do you think about the Clippers? You Uh, you had them at what seed? I have them at one. I have them at two. They said Kawhi's not going to have his restricted minutes or games again this year. Um, Defensively, I think they're going to be one of the best in the league, right up there with the Jazz and the Nuggets and the Sixers. I think those are the top defensive teams. Um, so they can win games with their depth. I mean, if Leonard, I think they'll be fine without PG for a, a few weeks or a month or so. I don't know how long he's going to be out exactly, but I still think they'll be fine. And the only thing that scares me a little bit is their is their is their center position. They have Zubox and and Harrell. Harrell's more of like a four, but he, uh, he'll play the five on small ball. That that's the only thing that worries me when they play potentially if they play the Lakers. Or the Rockets, or the yeah, Jazz. Capella, or the Nuggets with Jokic. So it's right. it's that that's the only thing that scares me. But I don't know. So when they're, they're attacking the rim, I think it might be easy for other teams to like penetrate. But their guards are so good defensively, and their wings. I don't know if the other team will be able to put pressure down the middle. You know. So. Yeah, it's gonna be for for them. For them in the West, the only thing they have going for them defensively is like we're gonna be able to control guard play a lot. Yeah. They're the two of the best defensive guards in the league, and honestly, Beverly and, and Paul Georgia. 
Paul Jordan decides to play shooting guard yeah. or small forward with Kawhi. They're going to be able to shut down a lot of that dribble penetration from the point guards. But like you said, the center position, the center position for them is going to be really tough to come playoff time. Just, just, just the height differential. I think for Zubac and and, Mon, and Montrez is going to be really hard to, to bang with guys. You know, like 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 Rudy Gobert or you know, Nurkic or Jokic. It's and Capella. Like those are those are gigantic guys yeah. with long arms and the rebounding differential may be there. But Montrez Harrell's a he's a he's a beast down there. He's a he's a strong guy, not afraid to throw his body. Yeah, around. the height doesn't matter for him. Right. He's he's aggressive as hell, so I think he's up for the challenge. But if there were any kind of glaring That's their only potential weakness. Right. The the glaring chink in the armor, that would be it. Right. And then I guess for the Lakers, the only thing that we mentioned, if someone gets injured, that's a huge problem for them. If someone gets injured for the Clippers, I don't think it'll be a huge problem. And I'm, right. not, I'm not saying, obviously, any injury, if you're out for a month or two, that's going to be huge. But I'm saying if you're out for an extended period of time, it's going to be it's going to be an issue. Yeah. Who you got tomorrow, Clippers or Lakers? Um, I mean, if I'm going to choose either of oh, tomorrow... Uh, I'm going to say the Lakers tomorrow just because Paul George isn't playing. And the Lakers have looked very good in preseason. So as right. they have everyone healthy for now. But I will say if I'm going to see any of these guys in the playoffs, I'm taking the Clippers definitely just because of their defense. Not good on that, man. Okay. So why don't we go to our conference finals picks? So I guess I'll go first with the East. I have the Sixers beating the Bucks. Now I think we you mentioned before, or we were talking off air, how we we kind of had our our picks like kind of around the middle of free agency and what we thought. And I think I picked the Bucks. I'm not sure you, you might have picked the Sixers, but I I just I'm changing my mind to the Sixers because of Al Horford. I think just defensively he's going to be huge. He's going to allow Embiid to get a little more rest, as I mentioned. If Ben Simmons could have any type of jump shot he's hitting threes in preseason well he hit one against like some german team or something but uh i think i think he's gonna have a big year i think horford's uh, horford's the main thing that's gonna gonna put them up to the next level and i think Embiid, if he can stay healthy if he could just play i guess he's gonna play probably 60 games like he does every year um i, I like the sixers especially in the playoffs and if you look at last year they were one shot away from beating uh, the Raptors, and if they did, I think they would have beat the Bucks. And I think the Bucks lost. They lost what's his name. They lost Brogdon to the Pacers. I think that's a big loss. I don't know if Middleton is. Uh, Middleton's an average is a good third option. I think not a second option, which is what he's gonna have to play. Bledsoe can't shoot at all. He's good defensively, and Giannis is just gonna have to do everything again. And he could be kind of worn out a little bit by doing that. I think. The depth of the Sixers is what's gonna triumph them over the Bucks. Yeah, I I agree with the Bucks Sixers prediction. I'm I'm leaning that route as well. Um, and like you said, Giannis having to shoulder a lot of that load now with with Brogdon gone and Bledsoe getting older. And, and granted, they have they have Brook Lopez down there to kind and of Robin. They got they got both of them. They got Robin too, right? Um, I think Al Horford, Al Horford is a, is a big game changer. My only worry for the for the Sixers is their is their shooting. Yeah, like they lost said, JJ Reddick. Hard play is, is concerning. Um, I'm so high on Indiana just because they had made a lot of depth moves this offseason. 
And they can win. They played really, really well without Oladipo. Now you throw Brogdon into that mix. They get Oladipo back. And they can bang down low with a lot of teams because they have the depth for it. A lot of young depth scoring down low. Mm-hmm. They got um, TJ Warren. Bogdanovich is definitely a big loss. But if you theoretically replace him with Oladipo, I don't even know when he's coming back. I, I w- I'm going to guess by January based on things I've heard or December. Or even the All-Star break, I've heard that far in advance. It's going to depend on how well they're playing. Right. But they're, they're a wild-card team. They're yeah, either going to be... The, the I, think they're gonna be I, I agree with you. I think they're going to be really good. I, I even had them up as high as a three seed or to a six seed. I, that's, I think that's their ceiling as a three and then as low as a six. Yeah, I have them at three right now. And, and another top eight I had before, I think I had um, the Celtics ranked ahead of them at one point. But... Yeah. Uh, I think Bucks and Sixers. I think this is the year the Sixers get over the hump, though. So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna lean Philly for the Eastern Conference Championship. I think. All righty, we both agree on that. Now, the Western Conference. I'll let you go first. <sighs> My pick this year is the Portland Trailblazers. How about that? To go to the finals or just the Western Conference Finals? To go to the Western Conference Finals. Okay. Well, they well they they went there last year though. Yeah, that's what they're they're gonna be in there. That's that's meaning just. Just for depth alone, I like it a lot. They get Nurkic back healthy. It's gonna only gonna help them. And I can see them making a move, like you said, for another piece down the line. Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love is a huge. Is, or Blake is, Griffin. Blake Griffin could be one too. That's true. <laughs> um, so I'm saying Blazers Clippers is my is my conference finals. Blazers Clippers. All right. I have Clippers over the Nuggets. That's a good one too. No, I really like the Nuggets. I love Jokic. I just think they have, they're so cohesive as a unit, and defensively they're good. Jokic is a great passer. I think Murray's going to take another step. So same with Harris, and we've talked talked enough about the Clippers. Obviously, they're a great team. We don't have to say anymore. Shout out to Plumlee and Millsap on the back end of the Nuggets. Those two guys have been staples there the last couple of years yep. for, for for depth bigs. Plumlee's been amazing. So, now, you know, only to the Nuggets benefit. So, they're deep at guard and they're deep at big men. So, that makes a lot of sense. Now, who do you have in the finals? Oh, man. Well, we both picked the Sixers, correct? Yeah. So, we, we agree on that. And I have the Clippers beating the Nuggets. I think just defensively, and they have everything. Defense, offense, and depth. Especially in the playoffs when you're running an eight-man rotation and they have they have tons of depth. If they get an injury, they could afford it. If another team does, I don't know, I don't know how much they're gonna do. But I th- I think the Clippers are made for the postseason. Yeah, I would lean Clippers over the over the over the Blazers, but not by a lot. I think that I can go seven games. The Blazers are just a really good young team with a lot of good scoring. So they have a lot of depth. Um, I'm a huge fan of Collins. I'm a huge fan of Leonard. They have there too out in. Portland. And well, Leonard like got said, tra- Leonard got traded in the Whiteside deal, I believe. I think I, he's on the yeah, Heat. Whiteside deal. Yeah, my apologies, but um, I actually like Whiteside coming into Portland a lot. That's a that's a really nice addition for them. I I, um, I actually don't like him that much. No, I just, I just think if he's more of a guy that goes to the rim defensively, uh, you know, he'll block some shots, but efficiently wise. Not that he has to shoot, really. I guess he's just a guy that just rolls to the basket when you have Lillard and McCollum. But I, th- I think I don't think he's going to end up there. I really think he's going to. I mean, if they trade for Love or Griffin, he's the one that's going to have to get traded based off of money. Right. So I mean, they got Baysmore, Anthony Simmons is good too. 
Um, they got some good depth, but Lillard and McCollum are going to have to carry the load. And also, if Rodney Hood can kind of have that resurgence he had when he was with the Blazers. I mean, he took a pay cut to be, stay there, so he must yeah. like something. For sure. that's. They, I love the depth they have, so I'm really high on, on the Blazers, but I think the Clippers are going to go to the finals. Yeah, and we, I have the Clippers beating the Sixers. Yeah. But I would say if you're a betting person, and if you're going to bet a team, the Sixers are a good team because they have the best chance to go to the finals opposed to a Western team. Right. So if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet the Sixers to win, but just straight up, I'm going to pick the Clippers over the Sixers, if that makes sense. I have a futures bet. I have two, I, my, the two futures bets for NBA that I have are the Pacers to win the East. I got a ridiculous value at that. It was really awesome, so I took it. And um, I think I have one on the Blazers to win the West, so... They were both insane values, and I put like twenty five bucks on them. And the payouts were really, really good. So the value is there, but especially the Sixers were the Sixers had a really good value on them too to win the East because at first they weren't really that high. Yeah. So it was a buy low kind of thing. All right, let's go to some awards. I have Kawhi winning the NBA Finals MVP. Um, why don't we go to regular? What who do you have? I have Jokic. No, no, regular season MVP. I mean Finals MVP. Oh, finals, I just yeah, said I, finals, Kawhi. I mean, that's probably the obvious one. I wish they did an accumulation like the NHL does for the whole playoffs. But yeah. Anyway. I pulled George winning MVP. Okay. Now, fi- regular season awards will go MVP. Who do, who do you have? I have Jokic. <laughs> look, look at my phone. I can barely even see it. One second. Wait, hold on. There it is. Same Nicole thing. Jokic. The Joker, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I, see, I think they're going to be a high seed. I mean, it's almost a little bit of I did it by process of elimination. The Clippers, Kawhi never has the points to kind of get an MVP. He'll be like low 20s. Right. Uh, and just having him and Paul George, Paul George isn't going to be there the full year anyway. He's going to miss maybe a month. But I just think having those two guys, it's going to be hard to choose one. Uh, the Rockets, the same thing. I think Harden's going to average a million points, but they're going to say he has Westbrook. Right. Um, the Lakers, I think if Anthony Davis is having a great year, you you can also say he's having it because LeBron's going to average close to a triple-double. Right. But and I don't know if they're going to be a top three. LeBron's an amazing passer. Yeah, So I, but I don't know if they're going to be a top seed. Usually a top-seeded guy will win the MVP. But those would be some of the the options. And then you could also go... Will Giannis repeat? I just think the the narrative was already out there from the beginning of the year that he was going to win MVP, so it kind of took that by storm. Harden could have won it as well. Um, he won it last year. Giannis, Harden won the year before. I don't know if they're going to give it to one of them again. But right. Embiid, if he was healthy for a – if he played a full season, if he played 75 to 80 games, I, I truly believe he could win it easily. But I, I, he, if he's went playing 60 games, I don't really think that's realistic. No, it's not. And I just think Jokic could could average close to a triple double this year. I just think he's going to get even better. So yeah. I, I really, I Jokic has been one of the guys that's in the conversation. But uh, I definitely, it, it is a good bet. I think if you were to bet um, an MVP, I'm sure his odds aren't as up there as like LeBron and what everyone else is picking. Right. But uh, I like Jokic. He's kind of an underdog pick, but uh, just his game is just it's it's crazy the way he passes and everything. Let's see, I'm just looking at his stats real quick. Let's see. You know who I would love to see win MVP, though? If it wasn't going to be Jokic, I would love to see Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard win MVP. Yeah. I really would. Now, Jokic's stats last year, 20 points. Um, let's see. 
10.8 rebounds and 7.3 assists. Now, if he if he increases his points to maybe like 24 and still averages 10 and 7 and they're the number one or two seed, I think that's an MVP right there. He was in the talk last year. He might have been fourth, and then he plays 80 games. He, I mean, the last four seasons he played 80, 80 uh, 75, 73, and 80. So he always stays healthy. Shoots 30% from three. Field goal percentage is over 50. You know, I like that pick for both of us. I do too. Big and it's time. funny, we did not, me and you did not discuss any of our picks before <laughs> doing this. It's just weird how we're we're doing the same thing. All right, we'll just roll uh, through the rest of them. Defensive player of the year, I have Giannis. I thought he should have won it last year. Uh, Gobert won it two years in a row. I think someone else will win it. I got Rudy Gobert this year again. Uh, Three years uh, in a row. defense is going to be a lot better with Connolly. I think Gobert's going to be the guy in the middle to shut it down. I like Rudy. All right. Uh, do you have coach of the year? I, I just picked Mike Malone, Denver, because I have them in number one seed. I didn't pick coach of the year though. I didn't. I didn't really think about coach of the year. I didn't yeah, I just kind of. I wasn't really. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, six man. <laughs> I got uh, Spencer Dinwiddie from Brooklyn. That I mean, it could be too. Lou Will. <laughs> it could be Lou Will again. He's won. He wins it every year. Him or Eric Gordon. But uh, I just picked Spencer Dinwiddie, especially because Kyrie, and uh, if you know if he does get injured, but uh, I think they'll use him well. And then we'll I go Rookie Aaron, of the Year last. That was fun. Uh, most improved, I picked Aaron Gordon of Orlando. I think he's going to make a jump, potential all-star. I, th- I have them high as the fifth seed, so I think he's going to make. he has to make another jump. I was going to pick him or Jonathan Isaac on Orlando, but uh, it, they usually, it's hard to pick a guy like Aaron Gordon, I guess. It's, they usually will pick a second-year player, you know, from the rookie to the second year, make a big, big improvements, but... I mean, not that anyone really cares about that award. <laughs> Siakam won it last year. That's why I kind of went with Aaron Gordon. And then Rookie of the Year. I got John Morant right yeah, now because I do, I do too. I was going to pick Zion, but even with him healthy, John Morant's going to have the ball in his hand all the time. So right. him and Jaron Jackson, they're going to let him loose. I mean, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league record-wise. But uh, they have a very good young core, and just him having the ball in his hand the entire time is what's gonna, I think, give him the rookie of the year. If it wasn't Zion number two, who would your second pick number be? Uh, I think Rui Hachimura from the Wizards. I think yeah. they're gonna be bad. I think he's gonna get a lot of playing time. Um, I just like his game. He's kind of like that Paul George esque body. Yeah, I picked DeAndre Hunter from the Hawks. You know, I'm really big yeah, on him. Okay. Nice. He's a complete defender. He's a really good mid-range shooter, so I'm, I'm really That's big on pick. him. All right, so that pretty much covers it for for NBA. Um, I mean, I'm excited. Tomorrow I'm really we have two on. games. And uh, who do you like tomorrow, Lakers, Clippers? You said Lakers, right? Yeah, I like Lakers, I like Lakers tomorrow early on. You know, Paul George being out. And, and like you said, the Lakers have been playing really well. They they have a good chemistry coming in already as it is as a team. They're pretty cohesive. So, and um, playing at home, so they're both at home. I was going to say they're both at home. Jesus Christ. But, like, the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers, but the Lakers, there is something to be said with the Lakers and how well they play during preseason. So. Yeah, I think you have to take that in consideration a little bit. But yeah. longevity, we'll see if that stays the course. Of course. All right, so enough basketball. Now we'll talk World Series, right? Yeah, why not? All right. So, how happy were you when the Yankees lost? Um, I screamed so loud that I basically woke up everybody in my apartment, and they were not really happy about it. But, but, um, definitely worth it. 
Dude, Beyond excited. Scumbag <laughs> Yankee fans. I don't know if you saw. It must have been game three or four or whatever. They're throwing four. beers at everyone. They're throwing beers at the players. They're just the the fans are scumbags. I absolutely hate them. I hate the Yankees because of the fans. They deserve this. Um, I mean, I, I mean, too. They 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 make it for me. They make it virtually impossible to root for the Yankees. I can't root for them because their fans are so fucking shitty, so obnoxious. I right. mean, on talk radio, they're they're. They're talking after they're down 3-1. to one. They say, you know, oh, we beat Verlander tonight. We're going to win the bullpen game Saturday. Then we're going to win game seven, and then we're going to beat the Nationals. Like, one game at a time, every, as long as there's hope, they'll always say, I'm going to win this game, they'll win the next game, win the next game. We have 27 world champions. No one cares. They're out, and we're happy. Oh, uh, yeah. Ecstatic. And to say they win the bullpen game, like, Olivino was terrible. <sighs> he was brutal. I will say the starting pitching for both teams – was negligible basically they both pitched pretty well um the hitting i don't think either of the teams really hit well i would say the astros had more timely home run hits as far as springer correa in game two um and obviously altuve i mean alvarez didn't hit at all um that judge didn't judge didn't really hit that much either sanchez didn't do much uh you know it was just the timely home run hits by the Astros is which, what won. And their bullpen was great, too. Unfortunately, Presley got hurt. I don't know if he's going to be in the World Series. I think that's going to be big for them. Um, but Astros deserve to win. I chose yeah. them to win the World Series at the beginning of the year, so I'm liking my pick. Now, remember our argument last time was the experience. Do you think the Astros had more experience now? I mean... I mean, I'm just going to say based off of Correa hitting that home run just like he hit the game winner in in 2017, him making that great play when it deflected off of Altuve, the timely hits off Springer, um, the bullpen was good. Um, I just think the hitting for the experience as far as the Yankees is the Astros moved down the line. They would take the walk. They would take the, the little hit. They didn't go for the home run. They would just move it down the line the next guy. The Yankees didn't really do that. You could see Judge kind of forcing it. He's striking out. Um, I just, you know, I just think the experience was a, a, a little bit of a factor. Yeah, and I honestly thought that, you know, the Yankees having Encarnacion there and Gary Sanchez there in the middle was a huge leg up for them because matchup-wise, the Astros catchers do not hit very well. Like, Maldonado didn't hit very well in Torino, so yeah. he was an automatic out. They're just there like, to catch. Right, much like Jordan Alvarez. But, like, you know, that's where I was looking in terms of Experience-wise, it was like Encarnacion and Sanchez compared to the alternative for the Astros. I was like, the Yankees have a huge leg up there. Meanwhile, Sanchez couldn't get it going with the exception of one home run he hit. Pardon me. And Encarnacion was, if it wasn't for Alvarez, he would have been the worst hitter in the entire series. All he did was strike out in big spots. You know? And like you said, the Astros did a great job of moving... Just, just moving the line along, and I think that affected that really affected the role of Chapman in the ninth inning. Um, Springer drawing a walk, and just the threat of him even running and just drawing a little bit of attention away from Chapman. That I, that might have been. I'm not saying it was a difference, but it definitely didn't help Chapman at all in terms of anxiety and and you know pitching to his spots where he needed to against Altuve. Yeah, and you could tell. For me, you can always tell when Chapman's a little off when he's not throwing. I mean, he's not throwing. He used to throw like 103, 102 consistently. Now he'll throw around 100, but that night he was throwing 98 at the highest, 99. To me, that tells me he's a little bit off when he's not throwing uh, triple digits. So he was a little off. He kind of relied 
on his off speed a little bit. Altuve was sitting slider, and he just that was an unbelievable pitch to hit. It was basically high and away slider was, sitting on like, it. It was a good pitch. It wasn't a bad pitch. No, at I all, mean but... no, I mean it was a, it was a great pitch that he hit. Right. I mean it was like high and away slider for him. It's almost eye level, and he basically pulled it to left center, which is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I, most guys would, like LeMahieu did, he would have hit that ball to right field. Yeah. And, and that's the other just, thing that I love. The Yankees, they were down the entire game, so it's not like, oh, we're up, we lose the lead. They tie it up. Their hopes are back. And then they just get their hearts broken again. That just made it even better. I mean, on the radio, all the fans are like, I, I just wish we never tied it up. It would have been so much easier. <laughs> that's what made it even better. I know. It was so much sweeter when they get a little bit of a tease of a comeback. I because know. I will so- say, I would have been nervous for the Astros if it went extra innings. Because they basically used their entire bullpen. I, I would assume they might have had to use Grinky because that would have been his throwing day. And maybe right. the Yankees dabble into Tanaka. But you might have had to throw Ozuna back out there. Maybe Chapman would have pitched another inning. But I, I don't know. I think the Astros would have been in a little bit of trouble if that would have happened. Yeah, they they pulled their Keedy early too, so they didn't have her Keedy. Yeah, either. he was he was unbelievable. He was great. Right, he was incredible. He had great stuff, great movement, and, and it's good for baseball fans to see a guy like her Keedy pitch because you, you didn't really see him in the regular season. I was gonna say he's, half the people don't even know that name. Right, he's he's actually same with Ryan Presley too. Ryan Presley, yeah, was one of the he was their best league. reliever pretty much. Right, all year long he was outstanding until he got hurt. So that that hurts the the Astros a little bit. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the World Series. We got the Astros versus the Nationals. My World Series pick. I, I'm still gonna stick with the Astros. I think I think this is gonna be a really good series. I think it's gonna go seven. Yeah. We have Cole versus Scherzer game one, uh, Verlander versus Strasburg game two, and probably Grinky Corbin Corbin game three. I don't know if they're going to go Sanchez game four or... I mean, if I'm either of the team, I'm just rolling the three starters out there. Yeah, I mean, to, to play around the fourth starter might be a little dangerous. Um, Can't go bullpen guy. Can't go opener. I mean, the I'm surprised the Astros didn't have Miley on the roster to be that I'm fourth starter. He was, there was no lefty either. Right. But I, I was more shocked that they yanked Peacock in game six when they did. You know. Yeah, I thought I thought they were gonna keep him at least for two full and maybe go into the third. I mean, maybe they're taking into account he pitched the the night before. But granted it was like five or six pitches. But Presley's gonna be a big loss if they said he might be fine, I hope he is. But if he's not, I would assume they would put Miley on the roster. Yeah. They especially might. with some of the lefties, the I mean for Soto especially, you might just need to have him, especially in the bullpen. I think if the Astros get out to a, if, if by some chance they get out to a 2-0 lead, which would be very hard to do with Strasburg and Scherzer, yeah. then they might play with the idea of throwing Miley game four or Peacock game four. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with the Nationals, you know, like they have Anibal Sanchez who looked amazing. He's, yeah, he's been really good, so I could see them. I think they'll be confident in that. Right, I could see him throwing a game in there too, especially if it's competitive and close and they're not down 2-0. And, yeah, it depends and then, on the uh, the series, what it is. Right. For sure. Um, I think it's game three. I think it's going to come down to game three with Corbin and Granke. That, I mean, I could see I could see the two teams splitting one and one. Yeah. It's going to be a, a, a dog fight the first two games. But that, that game three matchup is going to be the just just the turning the turning point for the whole series, I think. Yeah, because both those guys are either hit or miss. They could either be on or they can get shelled. 
Correct. So whoever's on, I mean, they both could get shelled. Who knows? But uh, the Nationals bullpen, they both bullpens have been really good this postseason. So I hope it goes seven. Um, I said it's seven, but let me see what I picked in the beginning of the year here. I picked, I picked Astros in in six. So you know what? I'm gonna stick Astros in six, and I picked MVP Correa at the beginning. So I'm going Astros in six, MVP Carlos Correa. Yeah, I'm gonna say Astros in seven. Um, the Astros aren't are they're really not hitting the ball great right now. They're really it's they're not. No. They, they need the the last three hitters in that lineup have been atrocious, seven to nine. Auto outs. <laughs> Six to nine, and now they have the pitcher hitting in the National League ballpark. They're going to have that to contend with. Yep. Um, it, and Strasburg, Scherzer, and Corbin are not going to make that any. I was going to say it's not going to help the slump. Right, and the Nationals have they have been hitting. They've been hitting the ball all postseason. They've been scoring. Yeah, they really have. Right, they've been scoring a ton of runs per game. Everyone in the lineup is hitting. They got Suzuki and catcher, Gowans and catcher. They've both been hitting. And just um, who knows if the time off will affect them? It could be good. Know. It could be bad. Who knows? Correct. Every team reacts different, but yeah, I think Astros and Seven's a good guess because you know only because the bullpen has for both teams have been have been on point for the most part. So yeah. and I'm, think, I'm also yeah. glad that the Astros won in six, so Cole can pitch game one because I never want to see really a series that you know Cole won't pitch till game like three. You know, like let everyone fresh, best starters pitch from the top to bottom, and let's get it going. How about a game one final score prediction? What do you got for me? Um, I think we did the prediction for the other. I forgot what game it was, but I was off by one. I think I said six two, and it was like five something. I had four to two for that game. I couldn't remember what the score was though. I, I think I know. was off by one. I don't know, but uh, tomorrow I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be low scoring. I mean, it's not really saying going out there, but uh, let's see. It's. Yeah. I'm gonna say four to two. Nationals, I'm gonna, or Astros. I'm going to say 3-2 Nationals. How about that? Okay. I can see them stealing one. I wish they went Strasburg game one and then Verlander versus Scherzer, which would be great. That would have been amazing. Former teammates. <laughs> but. I know. The Either way, you can't go wrong. It's pick your poison. All right. Yeah. So that's it for the World Series stuff. Let's go. And now we're going to do power rankings for NFL and um, NHL. So yeah, we'll, we'll do our top five. And... You want it? We'll do a, a football first since Monday yeah, Night Football's on right now. Jets getting destroyed. Jets are getting murdered. All right. Let's talk about football. Yeah, we'll do this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess we'll go back and forth. So I'll do my five. You do your five. Let's do. Let's go one, one, two, two. Go ahead. You go first. You You want to go from top to bottom? Yep. You go right. one, well, one. Then I got. Two. I got. I got Patriots number one. I mean, their defense is yeah. unbelievable. There's really nothing to say. They're undefeated. Tom Brady. They played nobody, but given that they played nobody... They're dominating, though. It's not like they're just winning. They're destroying teams. They're, run, they're running them over, yeah. Patriots are number one all the way. Yeah. All right. You want me to go two? Yes, please. I have the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Yes. I mean, Breeze might be back next week. I think they should hold them out one more week because they've been 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. They're, right. They won last week without Kamara and Breeze. They're still... I, they're still unstoppable, and they're just going to get even better. So I have them at number two. And I try to do, like, if teams would go head-to-head, who would I like? So I went with the Saints at number two. I'm going 49ers at two. I like the, I like the 49ers' young defensive front. Um, they just done a great – coaching staff's done a great job out there with the 49ers. And yeah, Monsoon yesterday. 
Yeah, you're gonna, they're getting used check back soon. Great fullback, and their, their defense has really hit their stride. So I like the 49ers at two right now. Okay, yeah, at number three, I had the Niners as well. I was debating what I was going to switch these two or keep them the same since they're undefeated. Yeah. But I just say if they go head to head, I like the Saints to beat them. I have um, the Saints at three, so. Yeah, so, I mean, it, these are, I'm nitpicking these two right here. It'd be nice to see these guys play in the playoffs, but. All right, number four, I have the Packers based off their performance yesterday. Aaron Rodgers is just getting better and better. Their offense is starting to click now, which is dangerous. They're using Jimmy Graham a lot more. So, uh, I like the Packers. I like the Ravens at four. Okay. Get Marcus Peters for a trade, uh, a very under, very underrated trade. You got to pick six yesterday. Yeah, they're starting to hit their stride defensively too, and um, that Earl Thomas interview yesterday after the game, <laughs> you know, talking about the Chargers game and how fired up he was for it. He's, he's such a leader. And yeah. The Ravens, you know, in a weak division that's only going to get weaker. I think the Browns are not doing anything for themselves, not helping themselves at all. The Bengals haven't even won a game yet. Um, the Ravens are really gonna really gonna hit their stride soon. Um, I like I like them at four. Yeah, number five. I I was debating between who do I have? I was debating between. I thought about the Ravens. I thought about the Bills. I'm just not sold totally on the Bills. I don't know. There's something about them. Uh, I thought about the Chiefs, but the injury kind of scares me with Mahomes. I thought about the Vikings as well, but I chose the Seahawks. I, for me, what Russell Wilson's the MVP. So I just his ability to create. Um, I know they lost to the Ravens uh, yesterday, so I was a little hesitant to pick them. But I just I did that if I were to see if they were to play head to head, I would have I would have taken the Seahawks to beat some of these teams. So that's why I want them with him and uh, the MVP. Yeah, I have the Packers at five. Um, for as much as I hate the fucking Packers and <laughs> they get the calls from the refs every week. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just a, a god among men, and he, he's amazing. So. And they, he makes these these receivers look like they're just... Yeah, no-namers a, into Hall of Famers. Right. Just like Brady. Right. And Aaron Jones has looked good, too. Yeah. And he's really rejuvenated that running game. He's a good receiver out of the backfield. Um, the defense is with Amos and King in the secondary have looked great. They, those are great additions for them. They've and they they they've handled them. they've played a lot of games at home, but they've handled their business at home. They've won a lot of their home games. Yeah, they yeah. should have won. So and they 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 seem to be getting better and better each week. And they I think right. they play the Chiefs on Monday night. So I wish Mahomes if Mahomes was playing, that would have been a great game. But we'll see what happens. Chiefs are in trouble. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But all right, Bobby, give me your six. You gotta give me a six team honorable mention. Who do you got? The old honorable mention. The the six. I I would have chose the Vikings. I would have chose the Vikings to go six. Just the way they played last week was good. The schedule kind of looks favorable coming up a little bit. So yeah. if they lost that game, it would have been bad because they would have been 0-3 in the division. Um, so that was a big win. But I had the Vikings, and then I had kind of the Chiefs and the Ravens. And I guess you, you almost have to throw the Bills up there just because they're 5-1. Right. Panthers are looming. Cowboys are inconsistent. Texans will be good one week. The next week they suck. So same with, same with the Rams, too. Just some weird teams, but not football. I think we're both sick of football. Our teams suck and whatever. Then the Patriots are just going to win again, so yeah. it's fine. All right, NHL. Shelly! Now, it's only been a few weeks, so it's hard to kind of really evaluate these teams. But I, I, I did mine based off of not only standings, but the amount they're scoring, goal differential. Um, not so much potential, because if I went off potential, I would the teams probably wouldn't even be in there. Listen, man. We gotta stop for a second. What the fuck is up with the Dallas Stars, man? 
That's our Stanley Cup winner. And they are in one, two, three, fourth to last place. They're not scoring. I think Corey Perry getting there will kind of give them that grit they need. Hopefully this is hopefully it doesn't get too bad before it's too late, kinda of like what the Blues did, but what the Blues did last year is kind of one in a billion. Right. It's very rare that that happens that often. But two and seven is not a good start out of the game. Does not no, I think they're winning right now. Yeah. They are winning they are winning now, I think. Yeah, they're up 2 nothing in the third against the Senators. Yes, so sir. that'll get them two more points. But yeah, to say the least, I don't have the stars in my top five. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you an example. Like the the Predators and Lightning are kind of far in the middle pack of the standings. I don't have them in my top five. But if I were to be a, like a projection type of thing, I might have one of those teams in my top five as best teams. But I right. went based off of kind of right now where they are and how they're playing. So why don't you start off with your why don't we go five to one? Five to one. Yeah. So why don't you do your number five? My number five right now is Toronto. Um, okay. Toronto's starting to get their act together, but I have them as my loose five right now. I thought about putting. Um, I, that was tough. I thought about putting the the Predators in there at five, but I kind of like Toronto a little bit more because of the scoring. Okay, I left them out just because Tavares is out for a few weeks with a broken finger, so I think that's going to hurt them. But we'll see. I right now I have five. I have the Vegas Golden Knights. I know they're getting smacked tonight. I think. Yeah, they lost six to two. But. But thirty-four goals. They got twelve points. Played ten games. I like Mark Andre Fleury. Net Stone's having a good year. Their goal differentials plus seven. Um. I just like them defensively, offensively. I think they're a good mix. They still got 12 points. Um, I just like where they're where they are right now. They're a steady team, and then I, I do like their projection. But as of right now, I just think they're a solid team. And it's tough to play in Vegas, and when people come in, they've been the, the games they've been winning, they've been getting they've been killing teams, and the games they've been losing, they've been losing by just a few other than tonight, of course. But uh, I like Vegas at number five. Great thing, is a hard ass, yeah, but he's, he's a, a good guy. Coach. Such a great coach. I hate him though. He's a fucking stickler, but he's just, he's just a great coach. They have a, they have a really deep team. Yeah, 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 they got four lines deep. Yeah, incredible. All right, so you got four. Number four, I have the Sabers, Los Buffalo Sabers. Okay. Yeah, I love it. The Jurgens like, has been great. The Eichel's looked like a leader. Darlene's been great on D. Darlene's been awesome. I, you can't say enough good things about what Buffalo has done early this yeah. season. They got 34 is, goals, goal differentials plus 13, which is second in the league. What is that rookie's kid's name again? For them, I can't pronounce his fucking name. The rookies. Gordison? Is it? Let me see. It's actually, like, his name sounds like a goal scorer's name. Is it Gergensen? Uh, he's not a rookie, though. No, not Ger- it's, it's somebody else. I could be wrong, though. I'm trying to look. Anyway, but Buffalo's look great. They play the Sharks tomorrow at home in Buffalo. That ought to be interesting. Yeah, their power play has been great as well, so that's a that's a big plus for them. Um, at four, I have the Washington Capitals. They're the model of consistency. They continue to score. They lead the league in goals with 36th. They got 14 points. They're just great all around. Carlson's one of the top leaders in points on D. Holpe's still great in that. Ovechkin, Backstrom. I mean, they're always up there, so I have them at number four. Cool. I got, I have the Capitals at number three actually. So. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I had the Sabres at three. So, so we, we agree on that. All right, number two, you can go. I got Carolina at two. Ooh. I like what Carolina's. I like, I like, I mean, that's a little bit of a projection pick. Um, I thought about putting They've Boston good. there. I thought about putting Boston there. Um, yeah, I did. I thought about Boston as well, but they're they just don't they can't score like right. last like, year. They only have twenty two goals. Yeah, but they're still winning because of their defense and their goaltending. But they're not scoring. I will say that some of the teams we have up higher at the top of our list is because their power play is so good. So if their power play is not producing at that high of a clip, like one of the teams I have have a power play percentage of like 30-something, which is ridiculous. That's obviously not going to stay like that the whole year. So once that comes back down to earth, will their defense kind of fill in the gap and will they be as good? So like I think the Sabres are one of those teams that have a high – uh, they've been scoring a lot, so if that doesn't stay up there, that's why the Bruins are actually probably we probably should have had them in there because they're not scoring and they're still winning because we know they're gonna score. But hey, whatever. Number one, we both have the same. One. Oh wait, no, I, I didn't. My number two is the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, yes. We don't have number one. The Colorado Avalanche. Unfortunately, Rontanen, I think, got hurt tonight. I don't know how serious it is, but he had a knee injury. So hopefully he's not injured, but they're still undefeated. Um, let's see, how they played tonight? Well, they lost, They had their first loss tonight, but um, their scoring is crazy. McKinnon's a beast, 35 goals. Their goal differential is number one in the league, plus 14. Um, they're just a great team. I think they left off where they were last year. I think they could have had a slip, I thought, maybe a little hangover where they kind of produced a little early than they thought they would. But they're right up there. McCarr's great. Goaltending's been solid. Uh, but their scoring is what they they really live by. So, Did JT Comfort get hurt or is he still playing? Or did I see that wrong? Not sure. I thought I saw something that JT Comper got hurt, but I bet I could have been seeing things. I could have been, I could have seen that long. Comfort, well, Ron, Rontanen got hurt tonight. Yeah, but I was seeing the other day. That I thought I saw that JT Comper got hurt, but I could be, I could have been seeing that wrong. I'm a huge fan of his. So, that was your number one. My number one is the Edmonton Oilers. You would even fucking say that, son of a bitch. Now I thought about all these teams. That's what I'm saying. They are the team that has the high power play percentage and I don't know how far that's gonna or how long that's gonna be up there for but they have the best player in the league McKinnon or McDavid's a beast James Neal is scoring at will he already has like more goals than he did all of last year I think it's a perfect fit that Lucic trade was perfect for both teams um and they're just he's he just buzzing him and Dreisaitl and, and Neal and uh, for right now I'm just gonna ride that wave I really hope they make the playoffs they're 7-1-1 they have goal differential of plus 10 31 goals I don't know how good they are defensively. I think their their scoring is really carrying them. It, it's really if McDavid can produce at this high of a clip and make ever, and if he can get that secondary scoring, which he's getting right now, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. If it kind of if people start to attack him a little more, and then the secondary scoring doesn't produce, they're they're going to have some issues because defensively they're really not the best. But for right now, I'm going to give them credit where credit's due. They have the most points in the league, and they have the best player in the league, so i put them at number one. Yeah, their next three games will tell us a lot. They play Minnesota, they play the Capitals. Well, Minnesota sucks. Minnesota's been really bad, but they play the Capitals. Um, That'll be good. If they bounce, listen, if they trounce Minnesota, they beat them really bad. But you know what? To me, that's 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 a sign of a good young team like going out and beating a team with authority they should beat, you know? Yeah. And then they have the Capitals, and then they play Calgary. Those are two big games for them. But it's hard to... It's hard to so they, play, they play Florida, too, 
far as a solid team. Right. Um, but we'll see. Edmonton, Neil, Neil's look great, and if they need to get that that third line scoring though. They need, that's what that's what's going to come back to hurt them. I think that depth scoring. Yeah, I, I think they're obviously riding the the top guys right now, and that's not really going to get you too far. I mean, they're going to wear down at some point. But the secondary guys in their defense has to produce too. And then, I mean, we all want to see them in the playoffs. Maybe not you, not so much. But, I mean, we all McDavid's unbelievable. 17 points. Neil has eight or nine goals already. It's, it's looking yeah, good so yeah, far. It, but. It, I think it, they need to get Ryan and Hopkins going. Yeah, he only has it. one goal this year. Dreisaitl still beats Neil. I mean, they're really riding those three guys. Clefbon and Nurse are, are great on the back end. Right, but the Edmonton Oilers topping Bobby's power rankings. Yeah. What? I'm just giving them what? credit right now, and we'll see. I mean, as far as projection wise, in my top five, I think the Avalanche, Capitals, and Knights are probably the teams that are going to stay there throughout the year. Right. And the, I can see the Sabers and Oilers kind of dwindling back down, and I expect the Lightning and Predators to come back up there, and hopefully our Stars will get up there at some point, but. Yeah, I could see Pittsburgh, like teams like Pittsburgh who are six and three, Anaheim six and three. Well, Pitts, Pittsburgh could be scary because they just lost Malkin and uh, Galchenyuk's not playing, so they have some trouble. They have really no second or third line center. Right, they're they're gonna come back down to earth, I think, eventually. Yeah, this could be a year where they don't make the playoffs. Let's hope so. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope so. All right. Well, that concludes episode number twenty-five. Real quick, uh, back to baseball for a second. Just as the managers, who do you think the Mets get as a manager? I think, unfortunately, I think they're going to get Beltran. Um, From what I'm I, hearing, I, really I want Girardi so bad. Yeah, you know what? I I think Joe McEwing would be a great fit for the Mets. Well, right now the head of Eduardo Perez, uh, Beltran, and Girardi are coming in for second interview, so it's going to be one of those three. Okay. So And Girardi apparently is a front runner for the Phillies. I mean, I know I, yeah. he wants to go to the Cubs or the Mets. But I really hope it's not Carlos Beltran. I love Beltran as a player and as a person. He's cool. But I just don't know if he's the right mix for the team. Eduardo Perez would be awesome. He's a good baseball mind. I'm a big fan of his. But I want someone that's been in the dugout. I think he's been a bench coach or something. If I'm. He's been Mendoza. But how, long before, how long before you have a woman's, a woman's manager in baseball? Well, what's it, I was say she works for the Mets. Right. So how long? You know what? Well, I, w- I wouldn't say a ma- it's not going to be a manager right away, but I think I think a bench coach or something like that, like what's her name, Becky Hammond, kind of does with the Spurs. Correct. You know, they'll, well, they'll work their way up, but I could see I, if anyone, it's going to be uh, Mendoza doing something first for sure. I can't see Bell trying to coach the Mets. I just can't see it. Dude. I don't either. That's why I don't know. I don't. I just don't understand that. I'm very confused. Just sign Girardi, but I also think they would have signed him by now. Right, it would have been done. It that's what I'm saying. Either. Like, if that's their first choice, they're only, I don't know. What What about Clint Hurdle? Like, why Why does Clint Hurdle never get a nod anywhere? Like, that's a good manager. I don't know. He, I, he, he'd, be, he'd be a guy I would want to bring in for an interview, too. Right? I guess. He's had Colorado. He had some success in Pittsburgh. He's, well, he's been pretty successful. But I think I think they're gonna get Beltron. If they're smart, they will sign Girardi. Give Joe McEwing a call. Somebody, give that man a chance. I guess not. 
All right. Twenty-five. All right. We'll see. It. Hopefully, maybe by next week or next episode, we'll be fully rebranded. I think we said that last week too, but oh, it's gonna take some time. But we'll get it there. Though we're still working. Yeah, man. Coaching right. rebrand sports, baby, all day, every day. Peace. Dallas Stars, pick it up, please, God. Make us look good. <laughs>